Yo, this is Cash from Don't Sleep on the Couch Podcast. I've gotten a lot of people asking questions about starting a podcast. Well, look no further. Download the Anchor app. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that help you edit the podcast right within the app or on the computer. Anchor distributes your podcast to several different platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Now to the money. You guys like money, right? Well, Anchor can make you money from your podcast with minimum listenership. I said enough. Go download the app. It's free. Anchor app. Or go to www.anchor.fm to get started. Check your watches. It's that time again for another episode of Don't Sleep on the Couch Podcast. A podcast that's real, to the point, and we cover everything from sports, life, movies, issues, and relationships. And we even talk about that bottom dollar. Thanks for tuning in, and let's get to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, we want to welcome you back to another week and another episode of Don't Sleep on the Couch Podcast. If you don't know by now, you got four more episodes, you can go back and figure it out. But if you don't know, I'm your man, Hudrico, and I'm rolling with... It's your boy, Cash, man. We back for episode six, man. Episode we six. We working. We working. getting up there. We working. When we hit 10, we got to pop a bottle. Hey, I already got my glass of vino. Oh, I was like, talk about soda, but... Oh, you know. soda. You can't drink in pot. That's dangerous. You I, I can't have my vino, man. To. But yo, uh, yo, first off, man, I want to say thank you to all the, the listeners out there, uh, all forty-five of you. Yo, forty-five strong, baby. Hey, Team forty-five. We're gonna get better. Um, listen, tell your friends, tell your cousins, tell your aunties if they want something worth listening to. Tune in and don't sleep on the couch podcast. I'm gonna post it on Facebook. I was waiting for us to get like. Official, official. For yeah. I put it on my regular Facebook. Right, right. Same it's time. time. It, it's time. I it's think time. it's time. I think it's a, a good product. Oh, yo, appreciate all the feedback from everybody. I mean, it, we truly appreciate it. Uh, constructive criticism, and and especially from the expert podcasters out there that have given that that criticism. So cool. Uh, one thing we do want you to do, and we would appreciate, is if you like and subscribe yo. and place those comments. In the uh, you know comment box on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you you tend to listen to it, we we need the feedback there. So we appreciate the text messages, the phone calls, and we appreciate that. But we definitely to get our following up and and to get a better footing, we definitely need you to go to those specific sites. We need you to like the pictures, comment, engage with us. That that's how we're going to move it forward. So and you we know, appreciate everything. Like I another said. way to get with that when you get on these sites and you do that. It also gives us an opportunity to see what you guys want to talk about. You know, we come up with different topics, but we're we a podcast of the people. Yeah. Whatever so you whatever, whatever you want to talk about, whatever. whether that's sports, whether that's your team and your team suck, we can give you a moment to shine. Like the New York Knicks, but we'll get to that a little bit later. Yeah. You know, whatever you want to talk about, <laughs> let us know. You know, ladies, we actually, you know, in the beginning, we were a little apprehensive about the whole relationship subject. But guess what? I get a lot of feedback from it. What people want to either agree or disagree with what's going on. So definitely hit us up on the Instagram, on the Twitter, DSC Podcast. Um, and we we ready to rock and roll. Yo, all right. So, yo, with that said, man, we're going to roll right into Game of Thrones episode Warning. five. Warning. Yeah, we got to put if that disclaimer out there. you have not 
watch the Game of Thrones. Turn, just skip over this segment. Come back to it because you want to hear what we had to say. But skip over this segment if you have not watched Game of Thrones. So that that is the official disclaimer. Now, let's get into it, man. What an episode, man. So I was I was a little bit I was happy I was upset and I was confused. So I guess as a writer, when you can make somebody go through all three emotions, you've done your job. You've done something right. You've done your job. The Mad Queen. Wow. She snapped. And it was under our noses the entire time. It, listen, we saw it coming. And let me tell you, you know, Jon Snow. Let, 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 me, let me backtrack. Jon Snow is a very, very noble guy. He, he rides for the cause. He said, I don't want the throne. I don't want it. I don't want it. Cash. When she let that dragon eat Varys, he looked at her like, Oh, this motherfucker here crazy. And then at the same time, man, you know what annoys me with Jon Snow? Go ahead. Yo, man, sometimes you got to get your hands dirty in war. Everything can't be soldier on soldier. Like sometimes war is war, man. So all of this, you know, honor, honor system and all that. I know people appreciate him for that. But at the same time, he got to take a step back. Like I've said before, we said in previous pods. He's probably the most overrated character on the show because everybody is they keep expecting that Jon Snow moment. He doesn't want it. Like, how many times does anybody have to say, I don't want to do this? Like LeBron with the ball in the end of the game. He don't want to take the last shot. If you don't want it, then you, you can't give it to him. So and then the next thing is all he had to do was pop Danny off, make a toes curl. That's all Boom. he had to do. She asked for that thing. She one asked time. for that thing, thing one last time. And what he do? He pull away. For me, it's all his fault. It's all his fault that everybody got burned down at King's Landing. You know, it, I can agree with that. I mean, she came to him. She, she said, gave him one last shot. Hey, one I last want you shot to be to with me. I thing. want you to love me. I'll be more than just your queen. And he backed up. Now, can I blame him? I mean, it was his auntie. It's kind of, I mean, it's kind of disgusting, but at the same time, when you're saving an entire population. So you said to save a population, you're going to knock off your auntie? That's exactly what I'm saying, man. Ladies and gentlemen. When your auntie is Danny, man, you got to do what you got to do. Ladies and gentlemen, I want you to know, I do not, <laughs> I do not have to co-sign with these comments or his feelings. None of my aunties will ever be popped by me in no situation. Listen, man, back in those days, it was accepted, man. I feel like you just accepted it in today's day. He didn't know that was his auntie. He already hit. But when he did, he was still talking about he loved her, though. He still loved her. He still was saying he loved her. Or did he? It's a bit inappropriate. But but let's get back to the episode. Yo, first off, she didn't even need no army. No. She didn't need three dragons. She just needed to to have that song played for when a woman's fed up. Bro, she, I, I knew it was about to turn. She went she, ham. I knew it was about to turn, man, when she came in swarming on the Iron Fleet like it was nobody's business. I was like, oh, damn. She destroyed the Iron Fleet like she was like a soup sandwich. It was pointless. She went through all the little scorpions. She landed the dragon, and they rang the bells. And poor little Tyrion, he was happy like they rang the bells. The guards dropped their knives. And he thought it was going to be a And rap. you thought it was over. Well, I mean, he's kind of to blame for this, man. All these F-ups. You know, 
Well, one thing, you know, I want to get to one one of our other our other hosts. We got somebody else, guys. We got to make sure we give a shout out to Frank. Right now, he's in Africa, 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 saving the world. But he was very excited about the Thrones. He had a point of view. I'm going to play what Frank gave to us, and we'll, we'll, we'll come back after this. Here you go, Frank. Frank, tell the people what you thought about the episode. Oh, yeah, there you go, Frank. Yeah, he's super excited. But Let's talk about these thrones. Daenerys out here leading the Black Lives Matter movement. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Everybody was all upset about my Sunday death. And then what did Daenerys come in? Like, nah, I ain't letting nothing slide. Everybody's going to burn. Y'all killed, my, y'all killed my partner out here. So I, I love that episode. I love the turn. I think, like, this has worked uh this has fixed all the problems I had with season eight so far. Uh, it was just seemed like people was acting out of character, but then like you show this and it was actually like. Wow. He was really going in, but I think he had a little bit more. I can go back and I can see the growth of the mad queen. Like everybody's been quoting it and she didn't have these tendencies, but we overlook it because she always go with some bit of kindness. But I feel like she has completely stopped listening to her advisors. And I feel like it was always going to end up this way. She was going to completely stop listening to her advisors and she was going to do it her way, which is fear. Like she said, like people will love me. And if I got to go in with violence, that's what I'm going to do. She's like Cersei times 100. She was the wrong. She, she really went in. Yeah. I mean, because look, look at all the things he was talking about, how, how she stopped listening to her advisors. Like she told Tyrion, you got one more, Pretty much you got one more time to mess up, but with all the, the different F-ups that we've been talking about throughout this season, I think if everything finally hit ahead. People trying to secretly overthrow her, you know, and, and all these things. She's trying to do it the right and noble way. But You know, she tried. You know how they always say nice guys finish last? Exactly. Nice queens finish last. Exactly. She tried the right way. And it ended up coming back to what she had to do. It just disgustingly, brutally. And with ferocious fire. But she didn't have to continue like that. Now, if she would have went and burnt the castle and burnt Cersei's, okay, I could have lived with that. You killed all these innocent people. I mean. She killed innocent it, the, people. The baby? She killed innocent people. She killed her people. baby? She killed her people, too. She and didn't it was even just, care. She didn't give a damn. I, I mean, it was just blind, pure rage. She literally yeah. was a woman fed up, and she got it in and got it done. Year, years of buildup, man. Years of buildup. other magical things that end up happening that was good for the show. First off, I didn't get the Theon, the Euron Greyjoy and Jamie Lannister fight. It was kind of pointless. Yeah. But then, like, I felt like Jamie would have really killed him if he would have said, by the way, that's my baby. <laughs> she told you it was yours, but I had got her pregnant a long time ago. That would have been an even worse way to go out. But he actually went out thinking that he has a baby on the way. And for the writers, I'm hoping that Cersei's and Jamie are not dead. So, because right, right. Well, we let's 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 stop there. Real okay, I go what back. About, uh, let's let's talk about the battles first because that that death between Jamie and uh, Cersei. We'll come back. People to had it. some issues. A lot of people had issues with how how they went out. Now the battles, the Hound and the Mountain. Man, that's that was a heavyweight fight. That, yo, that was one of the best battles I've seen in all eight seasons. That was one of the heavyweight fights. The Hound, his character, the the snarly and just r- brash approach. Right, he just kept going at it, and it was like, damn, die already. He said, why won't you fucking die? And you know, he's afraid of the fire, of course, clearly, right? And what way to go out to be like, damn it. I mean, we both gonna die. Might as well go out in this damn you know, ball of flames, you know? 
listen, I, the Game of Thrones has a bit of comedy in it, and most people don't even catch it. They have little slight things that will make you laugh. Like when that little dude who was the hand told him, uh, click on, follow your ruler. He threw that dude across the room. <laughs> it was like he was talking to a kid. Like, yeah, just get off me. Right. And he just hit his head and died. I felt bad for him, but I found myself laughing. Yeah. What about uh, what about how you know we saw it through? It wasn't just like destruction and and all that. Like, I mean, that was a big part of it. But the whole entire time, I'm thinking like, damn, Arya's it's a wrap for her. I feel like they they tried to kill Arya on this one episode about seven times. Yeah, and I but think that was like seeing up. it seeing it through her eyes and and all the destruction and the chaos had you like. You know, on edge because you like, damn, she came this far. Uh, she was told to go away so yeah. that she could save herself, so she could and save now herself. she and still, still ain't gonna save her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when she was about to get trampled, I'm like, yo, you, you, by the law of the land, somebody as cold blooded as Arya cannot get trampled by a crowd. Right, right. So I was like, man, what a what a weak way to go out. If she was gonna go out, that yeah, way. I, I was I was glad they didn't put her out that way, and I'm hoping they're saving her for something else because, you know. Danny got to die. You know, not necessarily. No, she got to die, bro. She was out there burning. She, look, hide your wives, hide your kids. Daenerys out here burning everybody. She didn't care about nothing to nobody. You just can't have that type of juju. Yo, so, I mean, and Jon Snow, you can tell he was giving that look. Like, yo, I thought, I thought, uh, Gray, Greyjoy and uh, Grey John's Greyjoy. Listen, man, y'all know I've been drinking. Anyway. Grey Worm and John, when that when she first started, you know, with everything, I thought they were gonna battle. I thought both of their armies were gonna go at it because he he gave them that look like, and then he, he kept did. he kept on going. So I was like, ah, oh, damn. So once John kept going with it, I don't. I, that's why I can't really say that she's. I don't know if she's gonna die by die by John, but I think it's gonna definitely be something that Sansa does because of course she tried to set her up too. So I think she gonna get. She Sansa, she has to have something else in the show, but I think she does die, and I think Jon Snow's the one who's going to have to do it because he's the only one's going to be able to get close enough. Now, Grey Worm, my man is fighting like a man possessed. First, you got to understand, he has a life that has been equal of losses. First, he lost his freedom. Then, he lost his man parts. Now, he's lost his woman. <laughs> That he could never fully satisfy. That man is a three-time loser. So he went into battle saying, I don't want to surrender. He's like, I want to fight. Yeah, he was like, F it. He wanted to get that off, man. He had nothing less left to lose, literally. Yeah. So, so it is what it is. Man. Now, can we talk about it? Go ahead, man. Look, writers of Game of Thrones, tune into the podcast, and I want you to hear me loud and clear. Cersei's and Jamie Lannister cannot have no damn Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, that romantic death, death stuff, man. I'll Come die on, in man. Your arm. Get out. Yo, it happened so quick. You know, not not the Cersei's was burning churches. She's got to die worse than that. Man. By the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, she got to get more. Than that. It gotta, it gotta go, man. Like I was watching it, I'm, I'm doing a few things. But I'm I'm paying attention and they died so quickly. Like it it just the setup and the build up and the whole little fight beforehand with I was like, come on, man, this is this is a terrible way to go out. 
Like she deserved, she deserved to go out in that fire. She deserved. She deserved to get burned. She deserves to have a glorified death. But this is what I'm hoping that in the rubble they found some shelter. They're going to get captured, and then Daenerys is going to find a way that she wants to kill Cersei. Cersei gonna be begging for her baby life. Not my baby. Not my baby. <laughs> and they're gonna find a way to get her situated because the way it went right now, I'm not okay with that. But. They got one more episode, and a part of me does feel like that they're, they're rushing to get to this point. But now I would love to see how they're gonna put it all together. Do you know if this last episode is gonna be any longer than normal? No, I've, I've from what I know is an hour and a half for the last few ones, just just on the same tempo. So, so hopefully we get a nice long hour and a half, and they're able to condense it down. You know, still no matter think, what they write, still this is gonna be one of the best series I've ever seen. Yeah, and I don't think. People are going to be satisfied. Yeah, you have those those critics out there that have been watching all eight seasons. You may not get what you want, but, I mean, not all final seasons. You can look at Sopranos. Horrible ending. Uh, you know, The Wire. Shouldn't have done. Shouldn't have ended. You know, you can name a whole bunch of shows that we all, you know, all like. And some of them just didn't end the way we like. But that doesn't mean take anything away from the show. I mean, you got two to three Favorite seasons that you would probably watch all over again right and, now. And I, and I definitely think this show is a rewatch, man. But in Game of Thrones, we got another week. We'll find out what happens to them next week. And, of course, we'll bring it here live on the pod. Um, and we'll talk to you guys about how we felt about it. But there's another Game of Thrones going on still. And we got to go back before we can go forward. Let's go back to the Game 7s. Yeah, man. So, let's start with Denver and Portland. Game seven, go. Denver gave that one up, man. Denver gave that one up. They had it. They had it going, and then C.J. McCollum just happened. You know, Dame for for some reason or not or another, he wasn't on that game, and and C.J. was just killing them with the mid range game. Is it just over me? and over? Is again, it just man. me? But does C.J. McCollum look like? Steve Urkel when he turned into Stefan. <laughs> Stefan McCullum. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to start calling him Stefan McCullum. Because he was playing with some true swag. He was carrying Bro, he the looked like the He looked like he was on a different level as far as just, just um, you know, fitness-wise. Like, he was just running around like a gazelle out there. And it's like, damn, he's a, a step quicker than everybody right now and i mean that's a tribute to his i think i think yeah you definitely you listen i'm not gonna ever contribute anything to a prepaid athlete's conditioning damn it you should be in condition but what it showed to me was a, a heart of a champion man it showed heart that he was saying listen you can do a lot of things but what you won't do is say i'm losing this round so I give a lot of respect to Portland for digging that out. No shot to, uh, to what's it, Jokic, yeah, the boy balled. He balled I mean, out. He did what he he did what he had. Denver he has a lot of no Denver more. actually has a very bright future with that young. Yeah, talent. absolutely. And then you know they still got and if he becomes anything, they still got Michael Porter Jr. on that bench. Yo, and he ain't even really get going yet. So the the future is bright. There's a nugget in Denver. So they just got to keep mining and see what they can get with it. Portland, um, before we go to their game one against the Warriors, let's let's go back to the other side. The Raptors, Philly. Man, what a shot, game. Man, that, that game was going back and forth, man. The shot heard around the world, man. About four bounces. 
Kawhi Leonard. You saw the pictures. Like, everything about that was classic, man. Kawhi Leonard classic. got good karma in his life. Because it takes a little bit of good karma for that shot to bounce around the rim and go in. But I don't even want to talk about the shot. How do you feel about these athletes getting emotional and crying on national TV? Yo, man, as I really, I really don't care, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I think it was just he cares about winning. Like, it's not too many cats that actually care about winning or you can't see it. So I, I can compare Joel to James. It just seems to he just seems to be aloof and, and cool with it. Now I don't know what the inner workings of his brain or or his inner circle, how they you know, how he feels truly about winning. But I don't not saying you necessarily need to cry, but I need you to show at least you care that you're taking multiple losses to Golden State and you guys continue to lose, you know. So but Joel, he was right there. You know, he was all close. of the things he was close and he had to look looking at that shot to see, but he wasn't the only one crying. Dame Lillard was crying going into the locker room, and they just won. Now, see, I can relate to that. You know, being an athlete myself, I cry every time I pass the PT test. It's just an emotional <laughs> moment. Every time I get that piece of paper and I know I passed, I shut a tear. Man, I can't name the last time I cried about something sports-wise. but Because you're not an athlete like we are. You know, it, it damn sure was last night, but I, I, I'll wait for the draft. Because we get there in a second. What, what a I, blow. We'll, we'll, we'll get to the draft in a second because that didn't, that didn't really go too well. No, not at all. For your, for your knuckleburgers. No. Now, so I'm happy the Raptors won. I think it's going to make for a phenomenal series between them and the Bucks. And as we preview that series, the first game is tonight. I got the Raptors winning game one. I think Milwaukee's been on a long break and they're young. So they're going to come in with a different attitude. And I think Kawhi's built for the postseason. So I do see I, I do see the Raptors taking game one, and I think Milwaukee balances it back out. But overall and all, you know, I'm a ride Kawhi. I mean, I got to go with the best player in the series. And while I think Giannis is phenomenal, that damn Kawhi, them straight back braids is a problem. Hey, man. I'm going to go with the Bucks in game one. I think they've, they've kind of – done some things differently because they came out a little flat in game one versus Boston. So I think that one, you know, that game kind of woke them up like, hey, we need to come out with some intensity from the jump. You Give know me what a I mean? score. We can't let we can't let these guys uh one fifteen to one oh five. Ten point win. Yeah. He's been I mean lately. they've been all their wins have been at least twenty plus. You knew, you do know that, right? Well, you beat a you beat a dysfunctional Boston team. So I don't I don't know. I, well no, no, because everybody was on that Boston. Yeah, they was, well, Paul, like that's they Paul Pierce. Got Paul it Pierce was on there. Everybody else was like, No, oh. everybody th- no, pro- when when game one happened, after Kyrie and them boys went in there and lit them up in game one, it it had shifted. The energy had shifted like, oh, Boston is gonna win this series. Not Paul Pierce was the only dummy. That came out and said it's over after one game. However, comma, yeah, it was over. Know, it was over of, for Boston, right? But a lot of people felt like Boston was going to win that series based on how they came out and, and what adjustments they made in Game One. So you got the Bucks winning the series. What in how many no, games? I, I have the Bucks winning tonight's game. What about the series? I have the Raptors winning. Okay, so we both got the Raptors. So we shall see. Now Portland, Golden State. I wish a game never happened so we could be in this thing and be like, man, Portland got a shot. Man, no, Portland got no, a it's shot. No, it's over in five. It, no, no more than five. Listen. No more than five. Portland, let me tell you something. 
y'all in trouble. Sound the alarms, cut down the trees, whatever y'all do up in Portland or in Portland is in Oregon. Listen, bro, like yo, from the time they came out, man, they lacked effort. And and to me, that's not understandable. I don't care if you came off a of game seven. Uh, plenty of people done came off game sevens. We saw this story before. Maybe they that just does not matter to me at all. Like Maybe you they don't was tired. Huh? Maybe they was tired. Damn being tired. I'm pretty sure they celebrated. I don't I don't care. I don't care. You don't come out and let those guys just run around untouched. They didn't put an elbow, knee, foot, arm, whatever. They didn't put a body on them shooters. The some boys running part, around that. Come the on, scary man. part, they're doing it and they're missing two perennial, two foundational all stars and cousins and, and Durant. Well, this that this is a 73 win team without those two guys. Yeah. So, so the, I got, what, what I do agree we expect? Golden and then State. they out and her, they out here like they got a chip on their shoulder. They do. What 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 chip do you have? It's because they light skinned it. it. No, it's because we've been talking <laughs> reckless about them. And KD came in the best player, this, that, and the third. And now they out here with a chip on their shoulder, just about to run circles around Portland. Well, I definitely think uh, there's there's something to be said about the way they won. And I do think they just basically erased the Portland's chances and won the game. One game doesn't make a series. Charles Barkley got them going to the finals, but I got the go to State. Do you think uh, Portland steals game two? No. Yeah, those twenty two turnovers. I don't. Man. I don't. I don't think Portland steals a game. Yeah, man. sweep. Dame. Dame got to figure out how they defend. I hope man. it's not a sweep. I want to see a great seven game series. This won't go seven. Best it can go is five, possibly six. If him and McCullough just go bananas. Yeah, man. They. I don't. I don't know what the. I don't know what the answer is. Hope. Hope these guys miss more than they make. I mean, that's really. That's all you can. That's do. all you can do because you can play the perfect defense. And you brought still up a good it. point about misses. Let's transition to a miss. The NBA draft lottery. You were an avid New York Knickerbocker saying, "Man, we finna get Zion. We finna get Zion. We gonna have the best team ever." And after you guys didn't get Zion. It seemed that New York Knicks fans were were quite upset. So look, people hit. We live in Germany, so I got I got to wake up at two, three in the morning, to, you know, get myself together and, and and watch these games. You know, I'm I'm a true fan. So the draft was you know like Christmas. You know, Not the really lottery was like fan, but. like Christmas to me, man. And you know, I got up. So okay, we didn't get the number one pick. I'm a little disappointed, right? But I mean, damn, tanking is truly dead. Tanking is truly dead because no matter what you do with this new system, I mean, year one they showed you can't do that crap no more. Look, ladies and gentlemen, he Keith don't even notice. We got live recorded footage and a voice footage of Keith when he realized that the Knicks were not getting the first overall pick. Let me let me go ahead and play that for you. No. That's exactly what he kept screaming at the TV. I don't know why, but he was very upset about it because he just thought that his Zion dream was coming true. The the, the part is the New York Knicks, your team, you had, can't even win a lottery. Listen, man, I've the, the Knicks are going to nick, and that that's all I can say, man. So I, I'm look, man, for 20 years, man, I've had little to nothing to cheer about. My entire childhood, we had the 90s, but we were never going to beat Jordan. And then we had that two years where you know Jordan left. And we still couldn't get it done. You know, 
I remember that two for eighteen game with John Starks against the Rockets. So you know, let's talk about things, what did happen because all we, of these we, things. No one wants to go down memory lane with your horrible Knicks. It's not going to happen for y'all. Face it. But let's talk about. Let's just do the top five. So number one, New Orleans Pelicans. Who they taking? I mean, ding, 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 Zion. Come on. Now, okay, you know, does this mean uh, if you're the Lakers, if you're the GM of the Lakers, which no one's the GM of the Lakers, so therefore this could be a real question. You could be the GM. You never know. Would you offer the Pelicans the number four pick, Lonzo Ball and Brandon Ingram, for Anthony Davis? And if you're the Pelicans, would you take it? If I'm the Pelicans, I'm not taking that. You're going to have to give me more than that. You're going to have to give me some picks, too, as well. They gave you the fourth pick. Don't matter. The fourth pick is Cam Reddish, and that's somebody that you hope is going to reach their ceiling. But that's not a surefire. The top three guys that are going to be taken, you have a you can have a conversation with those okay. those guys if the Lakers had the top, a top three pick. So, then there's a conversation to be had with R.J. Barrett or Chad Morant. So let's let's keep it moving. Number two, Minnesota. Uh, excuse me, not Minnesota. The Memphis Grizzlies. Who are they taking? They're going with John Morant. That's, that's to too me, easy. They're getting listen, rid of Conley. Mark me down. I'm telling you this today. What's the day's date? The 15th. 15th. Payday. payday. It's the 15th of the month. I made that up. It's not really yeah, the song. It's not the 15th of the month. Go, 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 go ahead. Listen. <laughs> ja is the best player in this draft. He is better than Zion Williamson. Ja has a position in the NBA. Zion does not. I mean, Zion is not a great enough shooter to be considered a small. He's really not big enough to be a power forward. You're not going to be going around and dunking on people like you were in college in the NBA. Are you sure? And hold on. Mind you, let's talk about genetics. He is 285 pounds at 18. How many people you know at 18 and 30 wear the same weight? Look, that's clearly he's going to have to work on his dieting. It had and his conditioning. Like I said, Ja top pick in this draft. Memphis gets him for a steal at the number two pick. Number three, your Knickerbockers. They got the third pick. Yeah, Who are we gonna, taking? You gotta take the best player available, RJ Barrett. RJ Barrett. That's number four, Lakers. Cam Reddish. You think Cam Reddish over Hunter from, from Virginia? Yeah, I think I think so. I think they're gonna go in. Okay. And the number five pick. That 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 I I cannot see how that does not go to some of these teams that really did try to tank, and I feel bad for them. Yeah, because what Chicago got number seven, and then where else is uh, yeah, man, the Suns. Yeah, I yeah, that's terrible, man. I, I can't believe those guys went that that high, you know. But again, like I said, man, that tanking is dead. The days of tanking are definitely over. The days of you trying to just go down to the bottom and get the player that you want and hoping that it works out for you. I like that, man. I like that. Because, you know, those games aren't fun to watch, man. Like, you know, when it's like mid-February and you know the teams that aren't going to make the playoffs. So Those games are tough to watch, man. So, I I like it. Even though we we got a raw... raw deal with it being the first year with these new odds and percentages and how everything works... I'm cool with that moving forward. So, with that fifth pick, we never even mentioned the team. The team is the Cleveland Cavaliers. So, most draft people got them taking Jared Culliver out of Texas Tech, but I cannot see DeAndre Hunter not going in the top five. You big, you big on this guy, man. Listen, man, DeAndre Hunter's a bowler. 
to me, third best player in the draft. Yeah. Uh, the thing about R.J. Barrett, your newest Nick Nick member, is that he 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 just he's a gun. Yeah, I know. I know. He he doesn't and that have can be a, dangerous. Yeah, he doesn't have a consistent jumper. He just he's just a scorer. So I think he can work on that. That's 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 things that can be tweaked, you know. So I'm not too Yeah, man, I'm not too ate up about it. I mean yes, I would have liked Zion, but you know, hey man, shit happens. I'm cool with it. I've had time to mourn and think about it. Now it's you know, it's RJ Barrett and KD and Kyrie. Yeah, um, we gotta work y'all, on y'all, that. y'all hear y'all hear the uh, uh, not nah, the KD and Kyrie so and that, RJ Barrett. So look, yeah. that doesn't happen if those two things don't happen with all these reports of it's a done deal, hundred percent. You know, I don't believe it until they are at the press conference, and even then, I'm not gonna believe it. I'm gonna believe it when they have the jersey on in okay. preseason. That's when I'm. Can I tell you something? Y'all not happens. getting both of them. You what? heard it here live on the podcast, but. Next up on the docket, man, we 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 hit the NBA. Let's keep this thing rolling. Next up on the docket, music. Yeah, man. What's going on? In, listen, you the music, you the music connoisseur. What's going on in the music world? Give us a breakdown. What's hot? What's not? What are you listening to? Shoot, right now, man, it's been it's like like I said, it's been a slow year uh, as far as quality music, man. But right now, man, I'm on my R and B tip, so I've been listening to that Ari Lennox and. That album's phenomenal, man. If you if you haven't heard it, go listen to it. It's uh, it's called Shea Butter Baby. Um, I've had that on repeat for at least the last week or so. Um, checking that out. But right Shea now, Butter man, Baby. Shea Butter is Baby. Is she an African American artist? Yes, she is. You know, we get ashy, so she don't moved up in the world. She getting Shea Butter. Okay, I see. It's it. dope, man. Um, you know, a few other things, man. I'm listening to the latest Styles P project. Um. But you know, I'm still going back to some of the old, you know, older stuff. I'm listening to a lot of Griselda, but it, like I said, man, it hasn't been a lot of things that have really moved me this year. So uh, the new Logic came out. I'm not in love with that. I'm not in love with a lot of his projects, but I mean, it's just something about him that I just don't gravitate to. But he can rap his ass off, but it's just it's just not doing it for you. Yeah, it's not. I mean, saying a whole lot of words. Doesn't mean nothing to me. Sort of like when 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 M does it, like it's it's a lot of words. So but, basically, man. it's safe to say right now your mid year report on music is not impressed. Yo, after after twenty eighteen, when something was dropping every week and ma- major artists was dropping any every week, surprise albums, um, you know, joint albums, I'm cool with this slowdown because it at least gives me time to sit with albums. Like I wouldn't have sat with. Some of these these albums from some of the vets that have dropped on the low, like you know, Bum B has an album with Static Selector right now, where it has a bunch of different features on there. That's a great project. Did you listen? That's to a great it? project. Yo, you lying? That's a great project. I really did like <laughs> <All> it. <right. laughs> I did. Right. You know, Bum B. That's my guy. But yeah, so those those are dope albums, man. So, um, but it's a lot of little little things out there. Anderson Pop Venturi came back for a second time around, so he dropped the album about four or five months ago. The people wasn't really feeling it. He had a few songs on there that was okay, but this Ventura, man, it's it's a good vibe throughout the whole thing, man. Great summer album. Uh, shoot, what else, man? Still listening to Fonte's R&B album called, uh, well, it's an EP, Pacific Time. That's a dope one. And, you know, still rocking out to Solange, man. So, like I said, man, I've been on, been on my R&B tip. 
You know, I can't can't rock out with the hip hop all the time, but you know, that's really that's really all that's popping right now. I'm looking forward to you know this summer. You know, you possibly got Drake coming. You possibly have uh, a few other big dogs popping. So we'll see, man. We'll see. I'm ready for some summer records. Well, I tell you what, you know, here in Germany they have, um, I think it's Vest- Vestaville, so they got a lot of artists coming out and doing some things. Uh, yeah, Cardi Croatia B too, and Fresh and Fest out there. In Future, Croatia. Uh, Fresh Fest. There's a lot of stuff going over here overseas, man. So get your life overseas because there's a lot of stuff popping. But you know that concludes our music segment. You know, Keith is our local uh, music extraordinaire. Yeah, uh, him and Frank, Frank. When Frankie come back, we are gonna give y'all the deep dives that y'all yeah, really need. But right, I'm, I'm but right now, it's, it's nothing. It's nothing to really deep dive and break down track by track. Because, like I said, it's not that things aren't impressive. It's just that there's nothing out there that really moves the needle right now on the hip hop tip that I'm super duper impressed with. So. Well, listen, I'm glad we got through that. I'm glad it's over. Hey, um. Man. Sometimes you gotta get hip. To you it, gotta man. get there's, to there's it. There's good stuff out there. Huh? You just, I just gotta, I just gotta send you some playlists and, and keep you fed, man. Cause yeah, cause you know, cause I, you out here still listening to early 2000s, man. I can't. Yeah, you going yeah. Out I feel there. like it's better music. It, it, out of town hardheads get Swiss cheesed up. Oh lord. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm just saying. What was wrong with that? I feel like that. I can't move to that. Man, it's, it's a lot of good stuff, man. You just gotta uncover it, man. I'll, yeah. I'll do it for you, man. You want to listen to Lupe Fiasco and Slide Kick? I'm no, good. no, no, no. I'm. That's that's. Do I you like got Lupe. any little John? Do I got some stuff that could fill that void? Okay, I got some stuff. Well, that we go. We go. Oh, check you want that some out. bando music? You want some ignorance? Listen, I've been with especially. Want I need. I needed it in the gym. Oh, I have. I have plenty of ignorance. I need stuff. Why that, haven't you asked? You know, I'm right here. Tell you what, I don't want to hear no damn blue face and Tatiana. No, 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 no. I'm gonna give you some authentic, some authentic. Uh, I don't want to read about it either. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna give you some authentic stuff to where you feeling like you know you cooking up in the trap. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Why, yeah, some tra- why, good old why, trap music. Why you out here going to your soccer meetings? And, yeah, 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 coaching track, coaching track, yeah, and so doing all yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's definitely gonna make you feel like you're moving weight on that autobahn. Well, look, ladies, we listen. We gotta go to a quick commercial break, but when we come back, we got our ladies' topic. Um, we got a special guest coming in, and um, we're going to go to that and see how that goes. And we hope y'all tune in, and if nothing else, we'll see y'all soon. All right, we are back back to the couch. Ladies, it's that time where we transition. We shift gears. We get away from Game of Thrones. We get away from the NBA talk and the basketball and the music and everything else. And we actually try to address real-life subject and topics that we come to. So, Tonight, I believe we got a special guest coming to the couch. Let's see if we can get this guest in here. Ha! So, coming to the couch tonight, we have, listen, this is a special guest. We got Miss Fret, the other half of the Fret franchise. Miss Fret, welcome to the couch, baby. What's going on, baby? Hey, hey. No, no. Hey. Hello. (laughs) How you doing, ma'am? I am wonderful. First off, how was your day? You know, we got to be gentlemen around here. Um, blessed. Blessed. Okay, mm-hmm. blessed. Um, she just passed her fitness examination with a 7,000%. Won't he do it? You know, won't he do it? Mm-hmm. Yes, he will. So, tonight, we're going to tackle a two, two subjects. And we really want to get that female viewpoint. Because sometimes as males, we see it the way we see it. And we don't get a chance to hear y'all side of it. Maybe that'll help somebody out here. So the question of this night is, how much should a woman submit to her 
husband, significant other, boyfriend, boo thing. Let's start with your point of view, Keith. What do you think? Well, for me, man, I think that question is kind of archaic, to be honest with you. Um, But we all know that, you know, we all have roles to play. So so certain things a woman may not want to do or certain things a woman may not want to give up. But it depends on how long they've been going through those things. So, for example, things like what? Just being if you've been single and you're used to doing things by yourself and being independent for such a long time and not relying on a man, I can understand how it would be hard for you to give that up and allow a man to do for you at certain times. Okay, so I'm going to rephrase the question. Okay. Because I don't think it's an issue of how much a woman should submit. I think it does or do they submit. Boom. Because. And let me, let me, and before you jump in there, because I love where you're going with it. And I'm going to throw another caveat on that, Mm -hmm. that do they submit? Is it also a cultural thing? Yes and no. Okay, let's go. Preach. Um, Because based off of, you know, my past uh, conversations that I've had with my friends, both male and female, um, a lot of women don't want to submit. You know, the Bible, I think it's cultural and biblical. Okay. Because the Bible speaks of wives submit to your husbands, right? And most women think submit equals obey. And in some cases, it does. In certain so situations? that key word, obey, is what they don't like. So they think if I am a wife and I have to submit to my husband, that means I have to obey his every word and everything that he wants to do. But that's not necessarily the case. I think that submitting to your husband means allowing him to be the head of the household, allowing him to take the lead. I can be independent and allow my husband to, you know, take the lead and be the head of the household. I was independent before I met my husband. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? And I'm still independent. Um, in most cases, we're codependent upon each other. But he's still the head of my household, so I allow him to be that. I can't take that role because that's not what I feel for me in my marriage. That's not So, I, you know, I think you hit on a, a good point where... So, if a lot of people get caught up in the verbiage. They get right. caught up in not only what the word is is how other people view it when you say it. So it's almost taboo for a woman to say, oh, I submit to my husband, I, you know, or I obey my husband. It's not a thing of obey. Me and my wife, we got a very, our relationship, it's a 50-50, but I'm, I'm the man. I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I don't play the whole, oh, well, I ain't the man of this situation. I'm, be, I'm not going to be the man of my house. I think when you're not being a man of the house and you're not taking that lead, I think it makes it harder for the woman to follow. Sometimes men take this role. We try to do so much evenness to the point to where a woman feels she has to take the lead because the man won't. Right. And and what you realize in in marriage is it's never 50-50. So you're going to go back and forth. There's going to be strong suits from a woman's standpoint and from a man's standpoint. So that obey, like you said, has a negative connotation to it in all actuality. It's nothing to be negative about if that is how you want to be in your household. And I think a lot of it comes from the religious aspect to me. I think a lot of it has to do with religious. But then, like, I threw something out there earlier and I wanted I was trying to 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 incite this and see if you went with it was when I asked, is it a cultural thing? I feel it is a cultural thing in a lot of situations. And so, for example, um. African-American women, black women, my sisters, whatever you want to call it, 
typically, and I'm not trying to generalize, but they, they are strong minded, strong willed, and they're very dominant and aggressive in their in their delivering their approach and things. And, and, Absolutely. And you know, right, right. But however comma. We say cultural, right? Uh-huh. So I come of a family I come from a family where all the women are strong minded, strong, independent, but they also are very submissive to their husbands as well. So, I mean, you kind of got... You get the best of both worlds. But the right. problem is, so you may say this, and you may be the perfect example how that goes. But unfortunately, you are a very small percentage of the grand scheme of things. See, the word independent, I think a lot of women take it the wrong way. Just because, be, listen, Beyonce screaming all my independent women who all that good stuff. I think they're taking that obey the wrong way. They, they, they take, but what I'm saying about it, they're taking the independent that way because... The reason why they have this struggle, this struggle with obey and the submissive part is because they try to stand on independence so tough that some women try to be the man, the woman, the brother, the cousin. They try to carry all these other hats. Now, here's why I'm going to be sympathetic towards women. Mm -hmm. Some of them have to do that because there's some dog ass dudes out there who aren't doing what they're supposed to do. So therefore, some women have conformed to that role. I tell my wife, we listen, and I this is, I'm not fabricating it. I've said it a million times, and me and my wife both say it to each other sometimes. We all got roles, and sometimes they suck. This is true. And there's some parts about being being the woman in a relationship that does suck. And I think when you get a guy who's like, oh, I need you to obey me. I need you to listen to me. I'm not here to be your ruler. I'm here to be your husband. You can't be my daddy either. You're right. Uh, that's kind of mad. That's some old Game of Thrones type thing, right? <laughs> right, right. Ain't nobody getting that. And like you, and like you said, it's, it comes from years and years of having to be uh, to to fight uphill battles. Like you know, especially and you brought it up, especially when you're a black woman. Number one, you're a black woman. Mm -hmm. You're not a man, so you're behind the curve in that aspect from just society and and how you're viewed and how you're treated, how you got to work twice as hard mm -hmm. if you're a woman, three times as hard to get ahead. All these different type of things you have to do. And then you're telling me to obey and submit to a man who hasn't contributed. You know, and I'm just speaking from a, the other side of the From track. a broad but, spectrum with your yeah. wife in the room. I get it. You mentioned that there <laughs> just, are some. I get where you're going with that. You mentioned there are some dog ass men out there that they don't have the example to lead. Right? Yeah, I agree. But there are a lot of men out there that aren't dog ass men who just have not had that example of how of to lead. So it's okay for the woman at some point in the relationship to lead by example just to show their spouse or their significant other like this is what I want, this is what I need. So that 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 I think you 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 I I agree and disagree. And the reason why I'm saying that I think it's a very fine line because sometimes men set themselves up for failure. That woman who shows him how to lead he can get comfortable in that room, like, well, she got it, so you ain't got to do it. And you, so, and that's you not, see that's not, so I always, I, and I even tell this, you know, to, to, to my troops, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm in the business of making leaders, not, not holding leaders. Mm -hmm. So, building that man up and putting him in those situations, and a lot of females don't want to take that because they feel like if I got to keep working and putting you into something, then what am I doing? I might as well take the role. I tell you what, I'm a much different man than I am now than I was in 19. Miss Hudson will put in a whole lot of work to get me to where I am, but don't get it mistaken, that work has been going on both sides. And I think a lot of people don't find that partnership. And the one reason they don't find that partnership is because the world that we have has made everything quittable. There's not one thing in the world you can't get rid of. And whether that's a, a divorce, a abortion, whether that's a, a annulment, however you want, if a woman gets with a man 
and oh, he's not leading or he's leading too much. Some women are confused on what the hell they want and they don't understand why we get into some of those different things. Now, Frank had a very good point when he talked about the submissive point and he, he sent it in and we're going to play that real quick. And I want to get your feedback on what he had to say. Just let me play that right quick. Give me one second. Okay. submit or submissive as y'all saying but i do think like they need to work on the partnership uh, i think that's where women has it uh misconstrued on that little portion like men just don't want to deal with certain things i feel like this is coming from me like don't want to deal with half the argument sometimes so you're just like ah, i give in but it's rare that the woman gives in that same way so that's the part that i'm saying i ain't saying be submissive but uh be a little bit more cooperative in your, your little deals. If you get something one way, work a little bit more. And I feel like most men get the raw end of the stick on that one. They, uh, yeah, they they tend to go the opposite way, and they just want everything flowing their way, where men will be, uh, I don't feel like carrying this on, and just like, ah, do what you want to do. So so he, he brought up the point, and I think he took it to the point that was submissiveness goes into maybe an argument in a relationship. Mm-hmm. What are your viewpoints? How do you how do you tie those two together? Because to me, um, people are born with certain things. Women are born with a natural skill to argue. I'm gonna argue, and I'm gonna be right and, when and, I'm wrong. And, and uh, listen, listen. My wife has a skill set that I can feel like I'm completely wrong. I mean, completely right, but somehow. By the time that conversation's over, I did something. It's fatigue, man. You get fatigued from arguing because you say this. You'll have your one point and say it the same way, time and time again, and then there they go bringing up. And I'm gonna bring old... it up again next week because I know that I'm gonna win next week because you're tired of arguing about it. So is that the right yes, approach? It's, it's no, like, it's not. But attrition, like going if through. If I'm right, it's the right approach. But see, are you willing to say that you're wrong? Are you willing to admit when you're he, wrong? Oh, hold no. on. He does not believe Round one. that Fight. I am willing and able to admit when I'm wrong. This is, you know, I, however, do oh. believe so. But, but I, of course, also, you're going to see that way. When, okay, I'm going to go back. When the last time you was wrong about something and you admitted it? I don't remember our arguments. Verbally. Like, she doesn't admit things verbally. Okay, real quick. Before you, I understand you're getting excited, Keith. Yeah. If you guys can this see Keith in the therapy. studio, he is really excited about a point. I need to remind you, when the podcast ends, you're still here. Okay? Go ahead. No, it's... When she's wrong, <laughs> it's not... Ver- I'm not going to trade lightly. I'm Don't be threatening, my man. You can't she's be threatening nobody on the couch. <laughs> Look, the thing she's about is... to be on the couch. She's wrong, but she doesn't say she's wrong. She... She says she's wrong in action. Because I, my love language is acts of service, okay? So I'm going to show you that I'm wrong. I'm not going to say I'm wrong. Some, and you know, I don't even say I'm sorry. I say I apologize mm, from so time you, to time. You go to the whole but word. I'm going to show you that I'm wrong because that's just the way I do things. But see, And you know that because you've said before that wow. when I'm mad at you because you've done wow. something wrong, definitely not submitting I will right still now. show you that I love you by doing so. I'm still going to fix you dinner even though I don't deserve you need the steak and baked potatoes right now, okay? Like wow. you're still going to get it. I mean, my point here was when you are wrong, not when you're right. <laughs> it's when you're wrong. When you're wrong, you don't come out and say, like, you won't go think about what happened and then be like, you know what? I came at this the wrong way. I Can apologize. Can you give me an example, please, sir? I shouldn't sir? have said that. 
Why? I'm not giving these people. Now hold on, time out, time out, time out, time out, time out. This free, is why I won't say wrong because I need examples. So here's the thing. Okay, so listen, I, I I love my boo, I do, but she would do that to me too. I'd be like, I feel like I got a point, and she'd be like, Okay, well tell me when. Like exactly. we you men don't me hold on, men don't keep a scorecard. No, no, we don't, exactly. we don't keep a scorecard on. But see, y'all. Y'all know, listen, my wife will take the last 3,700 things I did wrong. Because she remembers it all. She has a memory of an elephant. She don't forget nothing. Me either. And the problem is, when I do got my one point, like, yes, she wrong. I got her. I can't even have my moment of glory. Because when I come to you with that situation, you're going to come back at me with 100 different times. Now, see me, I don't think that's a point of submissiveness. I think we veered away from the submissiveness track. I think that's a point of of communication flaws that are built into relationships between men and women. That's just like when you say, when a dude, I can get in a fight with Cash about something, and tomorrow we could talk about the game and be dead and be gone. It's over. Females don't work like that. Y'all don't work like Listen, you are not light switches. See what I did that one time? You are not light switches. Y'all don't turn on and off. But then, let me ask this question. When y'all get stewed and y'all get mad and y'all get frustrated, what is that anger doing for y'all? How is it making it better? Um, it bothers me. But when you're angry, so you mad, you bother. But I ain't angry at work because I don't see him at work. I understand that. But what I'm saying, when y'all in that moment and you mad at him, he's on the couch. On the, don't sleep on the couch. He's on the he couch. He apologizes. Okay. And the reason why I apologize <laughs> is because sometimes I'm, I'm cognizant enough to know when I do wrong. And it's not hard for me to apologize. You know what I'm saying? Are so, you though? Yeah, but does that absolutely. mean you just apologizing because it's like a reaction and not because you truly no, sorry? No, only only when I truly mean it. I'm not apologizing for everything. Like sometimes she knows I'm ignorant to the point where I stand on what I stand on, regardless of how anybody feels about it. So if I feel I'm right, I'm right. But when I'm wrong, I don't have no problem coming to the table and saying because I don't like walking around and having like you said we get to, like if me and you got into something. We can come back the next day and talk about it. I don't like walking around my house, you know, not talking and, and, and in that weird space. Like, that's not how I, I want to rock out. I, I can understand that. And to, to, to be a good moderator and bring us back full circle before we go to our next point, I think what it comes down to, especially when you start talking about submissive, people are looking at the word and not the action. I believe that right. a wife should 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 obey and be submissive to a husband, but not obey blindly, not obey like right. whatever you. This ain't this ain't um coming like to America. Lead me down the wrong yeah, path. Whatever you say. You. No, you, you as a husband, you need to lead your family, your woman, your wife, whatever y'all situation is, down that right path. And when you don't, you can't be surprised when she doesn't. But just because he makes a mistake doesn't make him uncapable unca of being that leader. But it has to be that communication in today's world. The, the days of Women getting being barefoot and pregnant, and that's all. It has changed. Women it's are over. independent. They are going out. They're going to do things. But I think people need to realize when you become one and you really do become married, you're you're two pended. I made that word up. Mm. You're two pended because it's the two of you, and it has to be the two of you. Don't mean you can't stand on your own two feet. Don't mean he can't stand on your own, your own two feet. But when anytime you start talking about I and any joint operations. It becomes individualized. But that goes into what he said about not everything in a relationship is 50-50. And why Frank said there comes a point where you have to think about the partnership so in the relationship. So what are these men because screaming to you? it is a you? partnership. You're right. You grow together. 
And I think, per, first off, anybody who's been married, and you, if you get, if you stay married long enough, the married couple you are in year one and two, and the married couple you are in year five and six, and so on and so forth, you change as you grow and you mold together. Now, this next one, I think, ties into what we were talking about, and it says how women live through absolutes. Now, let, let me explain. Please do. So let's say you say, hey, babe. I need you to take the trash out today. And then I happen to forget to take the trash out. Well, when we come home and you see the trash, you upset because you know Mm -hmm. you asked me to take the trash out. So instead of saying, Keith, you didn't take the trash out today and I'm upset about it. How come it becomes you don't never take the trash out? (laughs) It automatically goes to... Every opportunity hey, you went from you went from seven weeks straight to, to never, to never, so. or you you <laughs> always don't listen to me. But I didn't listen to you one time. But it turns into absolutes. Help help me understand. So let's be real here. I can't speak for everybody. Okay. But I can speak for myself. Okay. And it is always an absolute. Okay, because that's just how I feel. It's absolute. Listen, my husband got a bad memory, so him not taking the trash. By the way, you've been doing very well at taking the trash out, but him not taking the trash out on Monday happened last Monday, the Monday before that, the Monday before that, Monday before that, because he just keeps forgetting. So at that point, yes, it is an absolute. But see, I feel like that absolute ended up coming but before it's an absolute but thing. You, just because you do something this week and you. And you don't do it again for another three months. That's an absolute to me. <laughs> but, so you have let me, to be let, consistent. Let, let me let, let me give you let me give you an inside tip to men. In certain extents, we're very simple people. We need to know when we did something right, when we did something wrong. Taking a trash and, out and, and, and like we want for, for a prime we example. Want, we want it both ways. So we, a prime example like this: if you spent the whole day cleaning the house, and he came home. And didn't say, hey, babe, the house looks good. If he just came home and kept it moving, that could be a chance. You'd be like, so you ain't going to say nothing. I sit here and clean and do all this other good stuff? That ain't me. I'm not that type of girl. I'm just saying. I'm giving examples where you guys want your kudo when it's time. But yet, it's so it's like pulling teeth to get it back the other way. Because we stuck in the absolute because you remember when I didn't no, do no, something. No, 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 no. It's not pulling teeth to get it back the other way. Because, again, speaking for myself, right? Um, what, what the hell? I don't remember what the hell I was going to say. Yeah. Because I got so excited about it. <laughs> she mad all over it's, again. I am. I'm getting there. Not, <laughs> I'm not really mad. But I don't feel like it's pulling teeth the other way. Because if I'm doing something that I always do, your example, cleaning the house, I don't expect for him to say thank you. You know what I'm saying? Which you should. I'm have. not bothered by that. That I, That's just me. Somebody else might feel like they should get a thank you. But I also feel like that's something that I'm supposed to do because this is my house. I need to clean up my house, right? So if he cleans it up on Monday after not cleaning it up for weeks, I don't always feel like I should thank him for it because this is his house. This is something that he's supposed to do. So I don't feel like I'm going to thank you for doing things that you're supposed to do versus thanking you for doing something that you typically is not really your role in the house, like cooking. Like yeah. if you made me a breakfast sandwich as you did, you know, uh, New Year's Day 20, 2018, by wow. the way. Back, back, back. I remember, tracking. right? Yes. That's a great big thank you to me because that's what I appreciate. 
Okay, and so I'm not saying I appreciate him cleaning. What I'm saying is, like he said, not everything is 50-50, but it might be 80-20 or whatever. Like you live in this house, it's also your responsibility to clean it. You okay. know what I'm saying? Or help no, I, me I, I, I can it. completely understand that. Um, I, I think you make a valid point. And my wife has told me the same thing before. Like, hey, listen, I mean, you can pick up just like I can pick up. And that's true. You both can. I think that goes to the partnership. But then certain situations, like I said, when it comes down to the absolute things, I think sometimes in a relationship, we let one old shit wipe out a whole bunch of attaboys. So in other words, one isolated incident that to us seems isolated but to y'all, because y'all keep like these Dick Tracy files for like five <laughs> years in a row, becomes not isolated, but it wipes out everything good that we may have been trying to do or trying to do in a different situation. Now, I'm going to take advantage of a situation because that's what I do. I'm an opportunist. Keith, you mentioned something about a Mother's Day debacle. Mm. Um, what happened, Keith? Well, and we just had Mother's first Day. First of all, just let's church say amen. Yeah, so... You know how we were talking about towards the end of the last podcast that if they say they don't want nothing, you still got to do something because yeah. that don't mean that they don't want nothing. But I purposely asked, hey, what do you want? Because she hadn't really mentioned anything but some earrings or something like that. So we're out and about. I'm like, hey, show show me which ones they are so you know we can we can get it because I'm sure it's a particular brand or whatever the case may be. She's like, nah, I don't want nothing. So I'm like, all right, well, damn, we're turning a new leaf here and really not, you know, conforming mm. to the societal pressures of these Mother's Days and all these other damn days where you get something. So Did you say societal depression? No. Oh. I didn't say societal <laughs> depression. But anyway, you know, so I'm thinking like it absolutely means nothing. So this is, we're just going to, she said all she wanted to do was relax. So I took her at her word. But what she really meant was she wanted uh, acts of kindness. Now, let me clarify this, okay? Don't cut me off. No, we got to just put all the facts out there, okay? You asked me, what do I want for Mother's Day, right? Yeah, that's To me, that means a gift because you always buy me gifts. And this year, I didn't want anything, right? I told you, I just want to relax. So, that doesn't mean that it's just another day. Right, I shouldn't have to get up on Sunday and cook breakfast for myself, cook dinner for oh, myself. Geez. Like that's something that you can do without us leaving the house. It's not just oh, another day geez. because those things can be done in our household without even leaving. Oh, Keith, see what I'm saying? Like you can, you can at least do that. Keith, you're an idiot. So yeah, so the thing is. Don't believe them when they don't say when they say that they don't want anything. No, believe them because if I say I don't want anything, I don't want a gift. Nope. What I want, if you can cook Never me breakfast. Again. Never again. Kendrick nope. could have made me a bowl of cereal. I don't care what it so is. Keith, no, brought it to me. Hold on, let's let's backtrack. Keep so on Sunday. What did you do? We just chilled in the house. We relaxed. We did what she wanted to do. Um, we some relaxed. podcast editing. Huh? Podcast editing. And we were just. That's what he did. No, we ain't chill because I cooked dinner. You cook dinner every Sunday. Yes, but Keith. this is not every Sunday. Keith. It was Mother's Day. Keith. You want to be sleeping on the couch. No, I don't. But... You do because this is not every Sunday. It's Mother's Day, okay? So I shouldn't have to cook dinner for myself or the family because the family should no, do it for me. And that's the thing I was telling you. Don't say you don't want to do anything. But I didn't really say want I don't so, want so, to do so anything. Listen, I I'm said gonna, I don't I'm gonna want to I'm going to come to your defense. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. 
Okay, I was let on. you drown by so, yourself. No, we've I've always we've done gifts and dinner or something of that magnitude every year, right? So if that's all that was needed, then you can say that. Like I'm trying to think of something new to do to switch it up because it's either dinner a gift, dinner a gift, dinner a gift. This it's was the same new, thing. by the way, because we don't do this. We haven't done this on Mother's Day, so this was new. No, uh, yeah, exactly. So round three. So if you're trying to think of something new to do, why you didn't do it? Because the, I, I wasn't, you know, for cooking ain't my forte. You don't have to. Exactly. It, cooking is not your forte. But if you know that my love language is acts of service, let me tell you something, okay? So when I got off work late last week and mm-hmm. I came home and the kids were fed and you were in the kitchen cooking just yourself, a meal that only satisfied your taste buds, that was amazing to me. And it was very attractive. You Ooh. could have just cooked something and it probably would not have tasted great or to my liking but i would have been extremely satisfied so with that said people never believe what they say don't take them at the word just don't be key okay don't don't take them at the word just do do whatever their love language is if i say i don't want anything i'm good i just want to relax for the day that's what exactly what i mean Yeah, because you said you're good, you don't want anything, you just want to relax for the day. You don't want anything, you good, right? If I say I'm good, I I just want to relax. And you're now telling me this right now, that that to to you, that means do absolutely nothing. So for on Father's Day... No, you don't... So, I'm telling you, you I don't... In other news... No, what it means is exactly what I say is... What I say is what I mean. I don't have... Underlying meaning. Okay, so, honey, let me ask you a question. News. Let me ask you a question. Right? <laughs> hey, Jazz, welcome back. I just want to get a different perspective yes, because please. obviously, please agree to disagree. Right? I agree to disagree, and if I'm gonna keep it real. You ask Winter, mm-hmm. what do you want for Mother's Day? What does that mean to you? How do you receive that? He already answered. No, 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 no. Answer it. Time. Answer it for me because I'm up here right now in your okay. all the glory of. Mrs. Fret. Okay. So please. There you go. Yes. So if I say, say the question again, because I couldn't hear it with the interruption. If you ask Winter, uh-huh. what do you want for Mother's Day? How do you receive that? If if uh, how do I receive it as Winter or how do I receive it as me? As Winter, coming from Winter. So first off, if it all depends on how y'all relationship works, because if if Winter will receive that as if I'm asking is because I haven't necessarily planned anything mm-hmm. or or thought of a situation to do um but i do ask winter all the time because we used to, so when we first started dating you know i used to just try to get these things but now we've got to the point where i want to make sure i get what you're looking for because unless she gives me a sign or a clue of something that she wants then i'm going to go get that on my own so she would receive that as okay he's trying to see what's going on but in this situation that you guys got going so that was wrong on both sides i'm, I'm, I'm gonna play dr phil okay so, Jazz, you know, you got to take some ownership in it. It's Keith is a literal. Re- Keith is a literal, a literal person. So, he took it literally that you didn't want to do anything. Now, on you, Keith, that was the dumbest thing you could have done. And I told you this literally the Wednesday before that that wasn't the way to take it. Now, could we have done some things differently? Of course, we could have. If I were in the situation, if my wife were here, we would have done something, whether 
it was she wanted to or not. We're going to do something because I got to make sure that I make the effort to make sure that she knows that the day is important. Now, does that mean leaving the house or going out without her? Oh, yeah, because you said you would make sure that you would do something. Yeah, if she's going to be with me. I mean, I can't do something with her if she's not with me. Okay, but that doesn't mean you have to leave the house. No, you don't necessarily. You can make this is dinner. My point, like yeah, if I you said, can, I just want to relax. Geez, you yeah, can at can. least. Make me breakfast or make sure that I didn't have to cook, even if you made me a fried bologna sandwich. Yeah, okay, fried I mean bologna, the fried bologna sandwich. Give them a massage or something. I mean, now here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. This is a great learning point for, for both of you. You know, for Keith, now he looks at it differently, and, and he's going to change that. I guarantee you. No, I look at it as keep doing what you've been doing. See what I'm saying? No, I look at it. No, I look at it as keep doing what you've been doing no matter what. You say, I don't want this, I don't want that, do something. No, if that's, I say, I don't want a gift, just don't give me a gift. Just cook me dinner no, or you're, breakfast. You're or getting the full thing. I'm going gift, the the act, and going to dinner. So we going to. I'm covering, no, I'm covering all bases. That's what I'm saying because you don't ever want to run the risk of not understanding what's being said because something else. So I'm, I'm going to be completely, you know, you know, we can't be a podcast if we ain't going to be real. You ain't listening, fool. <laughs> I, and I love you. You know, you my man, 50 grand. You know, and we're going to move on because, you know, I want y'all, I don't want nobody in here to be sleeping on the couch. But what she's saying is, if she's saying she don't want to give, she don't want to give. But that doesn't mean she doesn't want your time, your attention, or your affection. And I think you took as not getting this gift as your love language of buying things because that's his love language of gifts. What? What? It's not. It's not. Maybe? No, it's not. His it's love not. language is. Oh. Um, it is. No, it's not. I know it. Um, physical touch. Oh. And he's words nasty. of affirmation. Oh, he's a nasty one, huh? Oh, that old Keith a nasty one. But no, like what I'm saying <laughs> is, is what y'all not listening to. Neither one of you is I cover all bases typically on every birthday, holiday. It's an act. It's something done. You know what I'm saying? So we go out. We go out to dinner. We may, it may be a gift. It may be something, but everything typically occurs. So when you say certain things to me, literally, that's how I take it. I don't take it to me. I really wanted this and you didn't do this. So, so ladies, and like I said, and like I said, um, Jazz, that may just mean with him, you have to be a little more literal. But I guarantee you, he won't make this mistake again. You know, he's learned from that lesson, you know. And, you know, with that being said, I just want to thank you, Jazz, for coming to the couch tonight. I mean, I don't know we're going to get this much out of the couch. You're very but welcome. I mean, we hope to see you again. I mean. I'm always available. I'm one floor down. Boom. Um, you heard it here live. And listen, ladies and gentlemen, that pretty much brings this week's episode in. We got to make sure we get our coucher of the week. Um, the person who made the most foolish mistake. Um, we have a, quite a few nominees, but uh, this week's winner of the couch of the week. Keith Frack. <laughs> I mean, how could I not put him on a couch after, after having a Mother's Day debacle? Keith. You're on the couch this week, brother. You're the couch of the week. And you're the co-host of Don't Sleep on the Couch. Hey, man, if, you, if you're not keeping it real with your listeners, then what are you keeping it? Don't be like me. Be better. Be great. Be great, people. Listen, Shit. we don't ran a little long tonight, <laughs> man, so we're going to cut this thing short. You know, we got to get back to these chilling. Uh, we want to thank Jazz for coming on and getting on the couch. We want to thank Frank for the input. Listen, everybody out there, you got something you want to say. You got a topic you want us to talk about. You want to bring uh, Miss Fred back home. Please hit us up. We have an email. Don't sleep on the couch at gmail.com. We got the Twitter. We got the Instagram at DSC underscore podcast. Like, comment, share. Give it to your friends. It's going to be on my Facebook. I'm pretty sure it'll be on yours. Um, Jazz is saying how's our first debut. It may even be on hers. So we're going to get it out. 
and let's get the people what they want. From Hadrico, I want to say thank you. Keith, you got anything to say to people before we let it go? Oh, thank you, baby, for being a guest. Thanks for, you know, everything that you do in the house. And, uh, you know, there will never be another Mother's Day debacle in life. Peace. Hey, we out. Stay off that couch. And thank you for tuning in to another episode of Don't Sleep on the Couch Podcast. We can be hit up on Twitter, Instagram, at DSC underscore podcast. Want to send us an email? You can do that too. At Don't Sleep on the Couch Podcast at gmail.com. Thanks for tuning in. Get off that couch.